back to Candid Conversations with Carmen. I'm your host, Carmen, and this is my side host, Ashley. And we have an awesome guest for you guys today. I'm so excited for you all to meet her, to hear her. Whatever she has to say is going to be awesome. Miss Sydney Parsons. Sydney! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so you want to tell a little bit about yourself? Yes, my name is Sydney Parsons. I currently attend the University of Georgia, and I'm going to my third year. I like sports, pizza, and the color red. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So we're going to jump right into today's topic. So when I thought about you, I said, okay, what would be something good to ask her? And I thought, what is it like to be a young, godly woman in today's world with all the agendas that are pushed and kind of everything that, you know, you face on a daily basis anyway, but then you're in a college setting and you have to kind of make those hard decisions on what you're going to do to really exemplify Christ. Kind of like, how is that for you? I would say the one thing that's kept me strong is my foundation yeah. from home. And it's like the values that were rooted in me were so strong yeah. to where it's like I don't want to do outside of it. And so, I mean, yeah, there is uh, temptations. And so one thing big for me is if it's not, like, if I don't have a pack of Oreos in my room, I'm not going to eat Oreos unless I go to the store and get it. So <laughs> I just stay away from tempting uh, circumstances. Like, I don't really go to parties. I don't go yeah. to clubs because, like, people are going to drink. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I just stay away from it, I would say. That's really good. <laughs> like, hello? Like, what? Okay. Like, that That, that was a good answer. Like, <laughs> Thank legit, you. Thank I wasn't you. ready. Like, I really wasn't ready. So... When it comes to, so you separate yourself from like those bad situations where you could potentially be tempted to make, you know, poor decisions or decisions that would not reflect what you want to present. Mm -hmm. So how, when it comes to, not necessarily in a party setting, but you know how people oftentimes have, like we were talking about sexual orientation and things like that, that you maybe don't agree with. How do you face those situations? Hmm. Um, I've never been in a situation where someone was like, well, what's your view about yeah. homosexuality per se? I was like, my friend had a little party when she turned 20 and she mm-hmm. had her little drinks and stuff. And yeah. we were just in her dorm. And then for a second, it's like, oh, one sip won't hurt. Yeah. But my friend, she was like, no, I don't drink. And I was like, you know what, you're right. I don't need it, and I don't need to fall. So yeah. I would say having friends that are accountable like that really helps. Yeah. And I would say, like, thinking about it, it sounds really daunting to yeah. tell someone who I know doesn't agree with my views. And I say, yeah. and I believe that I would do it fearlessly, but it's still daunting. So when it yeah. comes, it's, I don't know exactly yeah. how it would go down. Yeah. But yeah. So you haven't been faced with that yet, so you know, but you have the confidence that you would be able to go into it boldly if mm-hmm. ever those kind of questions arose. Or But I I, I really enjoyed the the honesty of being able to say, you know, I've not been faced with that because you could yes. have been like, you know, if I got in a situation I wanna do this. But <laughs> right. you were like, No, this is 
not my reality right now, but what was my reality was this. And in that moment, I almost went into a different direction, but because I had somebody that held me accountable or even just held themselves accountable, I saw their accountability and that pulled me back into a place to say, no, that's not the the path that I want to go. And I, I think that's a really good thing for a college student that's or anybody anyway so make sure you got a good circle because i don't knew some bad not good circles <laughs> <laughs> so you know people can lead you in a bad way if you don't mm-hmm. have like your you own, said own your, principles. your own principles mm-hmm. not even that it's not that you don't have a good foundation or you don't have you know good principles sometimes you get faced with situations and you just make certain choices and you just that's that, that's life yeah. It's not like a, a condemnation or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's just the choices that, you know. And I would say that situation was all actually good because, you know, yeah. you, you stay away from stuff, but God puts you through trials and tribulations to test your faith. Yeah. And so you can say what you would do if you were in that situation all yeah. day long, but if you don't actually go through it, you can't really strengthen yourself yeah. to be in it. Cause, That's true. I mean, you could stay away all you want, but maybe you have a business meeting and all they're so, serving is alcohol. You already know. Yeah. And so you're going to go for know. drinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, um, really good. I, I, my question was, <clears throat> have your, how have your beliefs changed, um, since you got into college based off of before you got to college or if they've stayed, stayed the same? So much. They've changed so much <laughs> yeah. because I, I was much like, like growing up, it was like, Christianity is it only way everything else is wrong yeah. which is not wrong but I didn't have an open mind to understand other people yeah because yeah. I feel like if you can't understand someone outside of Christianity you're not going to be able to minister to them correctly mm-hmm. because we used to tell our parents this but it's like sometimes you're talking to us from on your mountain and you're so far away we can't hear you mm-hmm. and so I've learned to have a more open mind to where people are and what they believe in not saying I'm dipping into their beliefs or anything, but yeah. just like, okay, so this is what you believe. Well, here's what I believe, you know? And yeah. once we have that mutual respect, they can have ears to hear what I'm saying. To yeah. Them. yeah. So it's not like, a, oh, she's just a stuck up Christian. Da, da, da. Or an attack on them. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Because I used to, like, some of the stuff I used to believe, I was like, wow, that's really, like, not <laughs> going to work out <laughs> if I'm trying to be a disciple here. I used to think Islam was evil and just the complete opposite of Christianity and that where there's so many similarities and that, you know, they're not what we see on TV every day. Yeah. Yeah. And that you not study other people, like other beliefs and whatever, but just don't shut them down. It's like, oh, I believe in witchcraft. Well, oh, stay away from me. Or just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm not going to be around when you want to practice, but I will still pray for you, you know, you don't. Yeah. close the door on those people because you could be the only one to minister to them. If you close that door, that could be it for them. I actually believe that. Um, I actually was in a Bible course that I was taking. And one of the things that the teacher, um, who was a pastor was saying, he said he had read books up on other religions and things. He said, how can you recognize something if you've never been introduced to it? Mm-hmm. Um, and in the sense of like, he wasn't trying to, he didn't go delve deep, like to say, Oh, I was in here. And I, but he also, Prior to him becoming a Christian, he was a Buddhist. So he said that one of the things that he learned in Buddhism and stuff was meditation. Mm -hmm. And he said meditation is a Christian um, 
principle. It says to meditate on the word of God night and day. But he said most Christians don't know what meditation is. They don't know how to meditate. They don't sit quietly nowhere. They always talking. They always moving. They're always doing. But because he was able to take that from what he was when he practiced Buddhism and now coming into Christianity, first of all, he can love on people who are in that place. And then not only that, he has that to say, you know what? I need to meditate on the Bible, on the word of God. And that has helped him in his spiritual walk. But had he not been in that place, he wouldn't have known the the importance of 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 meditating and yeah. and how that works in his Christian life. And I think that's one of the major things that even for myself, when I got to college, I was a no, 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 no. This is terrible. This is this is wrong. And some of the things that I said that I believed to be wrong mm -hmm. were because my parents told me something. Yep. And when I really formulated my own thought on it, I didn't see it as wrong. Yeah. And it was not a sin. There was nothing in the Bible or anything that said that it was a sin, right. that it was going to send you to hell or anything. That was what they believed and how they wanted to, 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 to go forth. That was not how I wanted to go forth. And so when I did that, it made me realize that when they say you need to know God for yourself, mm -hmm. it's, you need to know everything for yourself. Like if you, you, it would be better for you to read the book than to take somebody's word on the book because you might mm -hmm. glean something else from it than, than they could ever do it. But if you don't, You'll just walk through life taking what other people tell you and and then spinning it out like it's yours. Mm -hmm. And then if somebody is coming back at you to ask you why you stand on it, that's how you are shaken because you have no 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 real belief whatsoever. Your foundation is built on what your parents have said, your friends have said, or somebody you've heard third third party. So that was one of the major things that I really um had the belief system that I had when I, when I got into college and then left. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me, it may have been a mix. Mm -hmm. I think, yes, what my parents said that, that lays the foundation for, I think everybody's life is their relationship yeah. with their parents. I mean, regardless of if it's faith based or not, mm -hmm. I think that's going to be one, one of the most, if not the most relation, important relationships you have in your life because it's not the one you get to choose. Mm -hmm. So I think for, for me, I think it was similar to what Sydney said, just having that good foundation when you go into situations and you have to make the decision, like, should I be here or should I not? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be able to, you know, do I need to remove myself from a situation that's going to lead me down a path of destruction or whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think, um, like you were saying, you should, not necessarily take people's word at face value yes. all the time. I think sometimes it is a good thing. I think sometimes you don't have to delve into, like somebody saying, you know, I know how to meditate because I do chakras or, yeah. you know, I do yeah, something. No, you no, don't no, have no. to I'm, jump into the, yeah. the craziness. No, I'm not saying say, that. Hey, I know that wasn't for me. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's just um, that... I'm just saying that with with everything that you do, you 
you have to know for yourself. Like, you know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. Especially if you are listening to the Holy Spirit. You know he will tell you. Even if you're, if you're not listening to the Holy Spirit and you just listen to your conscience, your conscience will tell you. You will go into a situation and you will not like it. For me, I believe the conscience is the Holy Spirit that's prompting. But for other people who do not necessarily th- do that, mm-hmm. their conscience is telling them, that's not right. You feel it in the pit of your stomach and you like, I shouldn't be here. But, but you like, I don't know I everybody pers- feels that in certain situations, like situations that maybe make you uncomfortable. They be like, this is my stuffing ground. No, I'm just saying in what, in other areas for, for them, it may be whatever it may be. They would know it was right from wrong. It would be, it, it is just, I think, I think that not, you don't have to experience everything. But I think you need to know for yourself what you believe. Yes. That's what I'm saying when I say that. I'm not saying that you have to actually delve into. There's a lot of things that I have never done, but there's things that I know and I've gained knowledge about so that I can pose my own thoughts on it. And it's not I'm taking, well, my dad said this or my pastor said this. No, it is what I believe and what I stand on, not anything that anybody else has said. Yeah, yeah, that's really important because I was talking to a friend and he was, uh, he's still under prayer because he was a Christian, but now he's spiritual. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying, you know, whenever he talks to his other friends about Christianity, they get mad at him because mm-hmm. they can't answer his questions. And I was like, well, that's because that's their parents' religion, not theirs. Or they don't have their own beliefs because he was asking me some questions and I could tell him. He's like, this is what I believe, you know, because yes. I believe it, not because, you know... Like for a long, for a while, Christianity was like Santa Claus to me. It's a great story that your parents tell you, and you believe it <laughs> because everyone around you believes it too, you know. Yeah. And until I had that personal experience myself with God, it's like okay, so it's not just a tale. It's real. Mm-hmm. You know, I can feel yeah. it. And so when you like, and I think it's really important to be like that so you can minister to other people because if if they get at you and you're not study to show yourself approved I'm like ah see I knew it was just fake or I knew it was <laughs> yeah and so you have to you have to you have to know what the word says so you can do God justice and like bring forth his gospel to people because mm-hmm. you yeah. don't want someone to miss it because of you yeah I do agree that's true you definitely have to know it for yourself because I met this this girl and like I had worked at a student job and she came and she was one of our clients. And she was like, um, she was like, yeah, I used to be, um, I used to believe in God because she was went to an AM, was an AME church. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but I, it was too much mess going on there. So I knew that just, that couldn't be the truth. It just wasn't right. So she got out of that. But then she said, so I don't really, um, she said, I just believe, I believe in all religions basically was her thing. She was like, right. Cause that's not confusing. She was like, I believe in everything. So she's like, yeah, I studied the Quran. You know, I read the Bible. I studied, you know, Buddhism. She's like, I do it all because she's like, I pray, but I don't pray to Jesus. I only pray to God. So me and one of my coworkers, um, he was a like, like Bible told him, like, we are going to be doing ministry in this workplace, regardless if y'all want to or not kind of guy. So I, he, he cracked me up. So I liked him. So he was like. He was like, no. He said, how do you pray? He said, what do you mean you pray to God and not to Jesus? How? He was like, how? She's like, I don't, you know, when you say in Jesus' name, amen, when you do your prayer, she said, I don't do that. She's like, I just say, you know, I know God knows my heart and he'll hear me. 
And he was like, but no, the only way through to the father is, is through the son. She's like, I know what the, what your Bible says or whatever, but that's not, you know, what, what I, I believe. And the thing that was so crazy was is in her saying all that stuff, where she was coming from, it wasn't even like she didn't believe the stuff. She didn't believe any of the stuff she was reading. Yeah. She was grasping for the to the healing of the hurts that she experienced through her AME. And so she, she she decided Christianity wasn't the way to go because of the pain that she had experienced. And so when she was talking to us, the approach that we had for her wasn't like, oh, girl, you going to hell. Yeah. You know what? Reading that devil Bible. You know, like, it wasn't like an admonishment. But I think a lot of times when you, when your faith is not, you believe it because somebody else is telling you to believe it, and it's not a personal relationship with you, a lot of times your your ability to share it with other people is can be insensitive. Yes. Like, it can just be like, no, this is right. And you're like, well, why is it right? Because it's just right. Because that's what you have to tell yourself to believe. Because my mama told me it was right when I was eight years old. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yep. I was like, so gotta go to church. <laughs> exactly. I don't have to go to church all the time. And you, you, all, you have to tell yourself that so that you can believe it. Because you don't mm-hmm. believe it with experience or with life or with a real relationship. And so as, like, even for me, I know my relationship with God now versus when I met that girl was totally different. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, she's tripping. But you know, I wasn't able to really like sew into her life like that. And yeah. I was like, man, missed opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Girl needs love. And I can't share that with her. You know, mm-hmm. I can tell her the truth and everything that I know. But where I am now in my relationship with God, it's like, you know what, girl, I am so sorry these people hurt you and jacked you around. Like, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, can I pray for you? Yes. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. ask somebody, can you pray for them? They be like, what do you mean, can you pray for me? These people are hurting her, abusing her. And you say, can I pray for you? And so if she says, wow, you know, I, that could have been an opportunity yeah. to change her life. And yeah, we did tell her, you know, the truth and, and, and in love still. So a but seed was sown, but it was A wasn't. seed was sown, but just in hindsight to mm-hmm. see that situation and then to think about me now if I had have been in that situation. So it definitely is a relational, but you have to really, really know God for yourself because yeah. you can't sow into somebody else when you're, when you're jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. I've, a lot of situations like that has happened to people around me before where it's mm-hmm. like the church turned them off from God. Yeah. And I, I just find that so heartbreaking. Like the guy I was talking about earlier, he used to be a youth minister. He used to uh, do mime. He said one time they're at this big mega church. And the pastor was like casting out spirits or like, uh-huh. and then he would move his hand and the whole left side of the church is out. Right. And he's like, what's going on? And so it was their side and they did it and he didn't fall out. And so now everybody thinks there's a demon in him and they trying to rebuke him and stuff. And he was just like, if this is it, I don't want a part of it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry because that's not right. how it's supposed yeah. to be. But it's like, you need your own relationship with God, but also the church is very, like, it's very important for the church to be right because you're influencing these people's lives yeah. so much. Like, you could be the reason someone turns off from Christianity completely. Like, yes. that's why it's a I, I think, I think uh, you know, getting into, like, young adults and being in a church setting, I know that there have been times where I felt hurt mm-hmm. in certain situations. And it may have not been the feel, the 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 purpose of the person that was doing it or 
of the ministry that you were in or whatever, but you may have felt a moment of hurt. And I think that there are moments when you be like, I just want to leave and I don't want to come back. You won't ever see me. You won't ever. And I'll go somewhere where I feel appreciated. Mm -hmm. And because I felt like that, I know that if anybody else who has been in a college situation, they're now in a place where they have the freedom. I don't have to go to church if I don't want to. And especially Mm -hmm. if you were forced to go to church and you didn't want to, and you had to get up early, make sure you wore a dress and you always want to know why couldn't you wear pants or, you know, wear (laughs) something that you felt comfortable in. It was like, no, you have to wear this. And yeah. now I'm at a place in my walk with God. You can't force me to wear a dress if I don't want to wear one. I will wear what I need to. And because my heart is after God, he doesn't care. As long as I'm not out there just butt naked in, in public, <laughs> he's not going to care. I, but the thing is, I also, because I love him, I'm going to be modest in what I do. And so, but the thing is, my level of modesty of what he allows me to wear may not be the same level of modesty that Carmen has Mm -hmm. or the same level of modesty that Sydney has or anybody else. And so for somebody then to come tell me that you're not being modest and that you're doing something that you're not supposed to, Mm -hmm. I'm now able at a place to be like, are you Jesus? (laughs) If they can't say, yes, I am your Lord and savior miss me with that <laughs> and be blessed <laughs> you know yeah. and so that is where I am but I know that if you do not get to a place in Christ mm-hmm. that you're able to do that and you do leave hurt yeah. for a while you're not gonna be able to listen to nobody and then you may not ever be able to listen to anybody or trust anybody and especially if somebody has violated you in your trust in your body, in your mind, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to come back from. And and I thank God we we, we go to a church where people don't do that. So mm-hmm. um that's that's just you know that's such a blessing in, in itself. But for 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 those people that it does happen, I just like, you know, Jesus loves you, whether the church loves you or not. And you don't have to go to church for a while. You learn about God and you get a relationship with him. And if you have the Holy Spirit, he'll lead you to the right place that you need to be. Yeah. And I think with it kind of even just tying back to knowing things for yourself. And then also what you said, the restrictiveness of kind of what you have felt in church. I think as you grow in a relationship with God, Mm -hmm. like there's so much liberty in it. Like, it's really freeing. Like when you're like, wait a minute, God still loves me. Like people will make you feel like the filthiest sinner on the street because your toes were exposed. Yeah. If that's not what they want you to do. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean there, and I can see why people would leave church because that's not an accurate representation of God. No, like it isn't for you to have to be always regimented And it's, oh, you can only wear this. And if you don't do this, then you will be judged and rightfully so. Or if you, you know, you step out of line or we see you, oh my gosh, we saw her talking to some male at the church. How dare she? But now she's unmarried and we're mad. Like, it's so (laughs) many different, it's it's like, 
pick. Like you want people to be free, but then you want them to be in bondage mm -hmm. to the rules that you have for them. And that's not the truth. Mm -hmm. And so if people leave. I hate that that is and that. And I could see that being the reason why, but I hate that that's how people represent God. And they, they put it as if this is how we are and this is who we are. And, and how he is. And we're the body of Christ is supposed to be a reflection of him. And if that's not what you're seeing and then people will leave because they think that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. That's a really, really sad thing. Yeah. There was a moment where like, uh, I'm in the dance ministry at the church and we, something had happened and we were working with the other group of dancers and I was just extremely offended, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like I wanted to quit because I was like, I didn't come here for you and your, yeah. um, or acceptance or whatever yeah. the problem was. So I'm going to stay away from you, but I'm going to stay <laughs> and do what I came to do because it's unto the Lord. Yeah. And yeah. so once you, once you have that deep enough in your heart, then it will keep you. Yeah. They can't run you away. Now, yeah. maybe you, maybe that's not church for you, but yeah. also, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, think about how church is really designed for people who already been there before. Like, you know that you're supposed to sit in this section. You know you're supposed to have this kind of outfit on. You know you're supposed to clap at this time. You know you're not supposed to be standing up. And it's so bad because you see somebody who's like standing up and you're like, this is not the time for you to be standing over there. Or you know what I mean? Like you're like, wow, how dare you? Or and and that's wrong. Yeah. But you get trained up in these mindsets that is just not the truth. And it keeps you in bondage. It keeps you from growing in your relationship with God. It prevents other people from coming in and feeling welcome. And like you're supposed to become as you are. But I mean, we as people who go to the church don't feel comfortable to come as we are. You change and get ready before you go. So that you can put your best foot forward. You've had a bad week, but you know you're going to put some lipstick on and smile. But you feel downtrodden. How are you doing today? Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think I think that is one of the, the hardest things. And as a young adult, I know, and I'm going to ask uh, Sydney if you, you've also... Um, experience this when you come back people still see you as a child even though you are an adult <laughs> let me get me started i i feel like i view myself as a child because in every setting i've been the youngest mm -hmm. thing sometimes my dad thinks i'm like a year or two below what i am <laughs> i don't know if you be joking or not but i i'm yeah I felt like a child. Because, like, one time I helped my parents fix something. And my dad was like, see, the Bible said the child to Ethan was like, I'm not a child. But <laughs> I, I won't say anyone is ever like, oh, you're too young for that. Or mm -hmm. nothing like that. But I have always felt like the youngest in, like, everything. And so I think if it's, like... I bring a boyfriend to church or something. They're like, whoa, whoa, Courtney's not even there yet. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, wait in line. <laughs> something like that. But, uh, yeah, people still see me as the youngest. I, I'm i not really offended by it because no one has ever, like, said anything offensive okay, in that, yeah. in, the, in the manner of my age, per se. Okay. So, yeah, other than that, about unicorn 
Um, not really. I think because I'm not like just always like outgoing and like doing things. I think people really are just like, oh my gosh, you're here. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're a, you're a human. <laughs> like, I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's not a, regarding my age because some people were like, oh my gosh, I always thought, because they didn't, they didn't know anything about us. They met us like when we were all older and they were like, um, at the church though. And they were like, oh my gosh, I thought you were the oldest. Out of what? Out of all of us. <laughs> and I said, you know, that makes sense. And they were like, I always thought you were the oldest of all of you. And I was like, no, Ashley is older than I am, as is Paul. And they were like, wow, I just always thought you were the oldest They one. never looked. <laughs> it's not about and they looking, want, And they just want to have a conversation. Looking. It's the fact that if you have, if you have in your mind, like, but well, Ashley's there, Paul's there. We have to fit her in somewhere mm -hmm. that we didn't know she was really a part of this in the first place. So you got to find a slot that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm between y'all, it's like, mm, is she close to age to Rachel? No. So they kind of put me at the top. And I said, I can see that. But yeah, people usually just forget I'm there. So I just live with it. <laughs> Do you find that to be a case where people sometimes like going into college, were you excited about going there because you didn't have any like expectation of your siblings or people knowing them or anything like that to uh, to have to fit you into a mold or anything? I never really felt like I was in their shadow, mm -hmm. per se. Uh, it's like stuff that happens to them doesn't happen to me. Because I was like, if that <laughs> happened to me, we would have another conversation. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how y'all let them say that, but... That's what I say. Yeah, it's I'm like, like, they approached you like, what? They said what? I remember one lady... <laughs> This is before I learned some manners. But one lady at church, she was like, ooh, let me have some of your hair. And I was like, you can go buy your own. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I feel take my hair. But, uh, yeah. yeah, people, maybe they just know better, but like, mm -hmm. people don't try. Anymore. I think it might be vibes. Like, like yeah. people feel like, maybe we shouldn't say that to her. Because, mm -hmm. no, the thing is, like, you seem nice and approachable. So they'll say, wow pull that skirt down a little bit you know or just like little passive aggressive yeah. things well you know what they're whispered to my mom like one time uh i had on this like sweater dress it was kind of short because i needed new clothes it wasn't mm -hmm. because i wanted to be a hotsy totsy <laughs> yeah, someone was like where are you going with that and i really wanted to cry i was like this is the only dress i had in this coat and it's a sweater dress yeah and someone, someone was like Make sure she puts some lotion on her tights. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing, first of all, but it's supposed to get rid of static so that it's not clinging. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ugh, okay. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know, my mom always told me, she was like, if you have something to say to somebody about what they're wearing, then make sure that you can come and bring them something that you find appropriate. Now they don't have, they have a choice of whether to wear it or not, but don't come and say, it. if you're saying something, you don't know their situation and you don't know right. their life. So by coming to say that, like you were, you got hurt. That was hurtful to you because you're like, I'm just wearing my clothes. Right. I don't want to be a hussy. Yeah. yeah. I was like 12. I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. And then that also to me, and I probably think too much about this kind of stuff, but to me, it's like, that's your problem. Like, yeah. beyond anything else, that's your issue. Because a lot of times, what's offensive to you mm -hmm. can be what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. And not what the other person is doing. And and it offends you because it's in you. 
And so you might be a hussy, undercover hussy, and you <laughs> don't, you see that, or when you were a child, you were undercover hussy, and though the, that was something that you would have thought of. Not running through anybody else's mind, but that's what's in yours. Right. Yeah. And I think that in any situation that you're in, that is a lot of times, that's why a lot of times when I think about things that are offensive to me, not like spiritually offensive, but like, mm-hmm. oh, or I get mad about or or, or angry about, mm-hmm. I have to think, why am I angry about this? And they haven't done anything to me or why don't I like this person or what, mm-hmm. what is it in them that I, I, I am reacting towards that is causing me to act that way so that i might be like i said i might be thinking too much but i always be feeling like you know if yeah if it's not something that really it makes a difference in somebody of something yeah then that might just be what's in you not what's what the other person especially if you attach um an action to it like oh she must be a slut or oh she must be you know you know she must be poor. They must be homeless. They mm. must not to say you got homelessness in your heart, but I don't know how you have it. But, but I I think I think that that could be the case. But I'm I, like I said, I might also if Daryl and Gail Parsons let me walk out the yes. house. Can I yes. get a witness? Can I get yes. a What makes you think that your words of wisdom <laughs> are going to affect me at all? <laughs> Cause yeah, sometimes yeah. my mom can't even get through to me about clothes, so you, <laughs> I would just laugh like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> I'm like loving you right now. <laughs> you literally, um, yes, that's exactly how I think. I'm like, firstly, firstly, if you're going to come and say something, please make sure your church hat's on correct, and your, you know, your suit is looking tight. Like you have. You have to be 100% together. You can't come to somebody else admonishing them. That's why I said when people say stuff to you and to like y'all's new worship group, we think about it. We think of Y'all are the right ones. We think about it because the thing is, a lot of times, you know, when people come at you, you're like, what about your child? You know, (laughs) you want to come at me or, you know, (laughs) you know how Jesus you're like, and you're like, and how many husbands have you had? You know, you know, you know, you don't want to be like that. Yeah, you you could be shady, and, yeah. and and you don't want to be like that because Jesus, even he didn't shame the lady at the well when yeah. she did had all them husbands, and the person she was living with was not her husband. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how dare you try to shame me? Once again. Get the beam out of your eye before you come and talk about the speck of dust in mine. Mm-hmm. Because it's crazy. And so that I think that um, is is just But just strange. think if you've never been to a church before. Mm-hmm. And that happens to you. And you come in and they're like, they're like, oh, sweetie, sweetie, at this church, here's a, here's a prayer shawl to cover your legs. Like, wait a minute. She'd be out the door. Right. right. You're like, why would I come back here? Mm-hmm. Like, somebody made me feel judged. They put me down. Like you said, if I got out of the house and my parents both saw me, we both, we rolled together and they didn't mm-hmm. say anything, this person might not have the parents to say, that dress is a little short. That might be all they have. But instead, you're going to be like, sweetie, here, we don't show our legs like that. 
that's really inappropriate. Here's a prayer shawl. Hopefully the Lord forgives you. Like, like she wears that and she doesn't come at all. Right. She has clothes on. But to make somebody feel like that, why would you come back? And I, I think one of the things just for in general as the church, I think we have gotten into a, we can tell you something because it's the truth and not in love Mm -hmm. when God tells us to treat our neighbor as ourselves Mm -hmm. and in order to treat our neighbor as ourselves how would you want to be approached and how would you want to to be a um be talked to and to to be able to represent yourself in a place do I need to no, go ahead to represent yourself in a place where you don't know anybody and mm-hmm. you don't know anything about it. Like when you walked into college the first day, you didn't know what all was going to happen. You might've had your, you know, orientation leaders that came around and they were happy and skipping and yeah. like, this is college and it's going to be great. And you need to be like this. And yeah. if you thought that that was the, the real representation of college and then you get there and you're in class and you don't know how to find your books and you don't if you didn't have orientation to show you everything and you just got dropped into college the first day and everybody like you don't know where the library is and you don't know where the bookstore is how don't you know how to do that you'd be like i'm a i'm a failure at it as as a student like i mm-hmm. couldn't find this i'm i'm a child i don't know how to do it. all these different things because you weren't aware of it but mm-hmm. once you get your the hang of it yeah and you find the rhythm and you find what works for you, then you'll know where the library is. You'll mm-hmm. know where your classrooms are. You'll know where the bookstore is. And you'll know all the different things on campus and where to go and where to be. Well, church is the same way. When you come in, if you're not a Christian and you didn't grow up in the church, or even if you were a Christian and you just didn't grow up in the church, mm-hmm. each church has their own culture. And each church has the way that they do things. So if you go to a church and, you know, on every first Sunday, everybody wear white. And you come on a first Sunday and you in a bright red dress. You and then somebody approaches you about it. And it's like, how dare you walk in on first Sunday in a red dress? You know, you know, we wear white. Then it's like, but I didn't know. And now I'm. And, you know, if you can't be obedient, you can't be a Christian. And the, the main principles of being a Christian is to be obedient. And if you're not that, then you are just a plain outright sinner. You lost somebody. Right. You lost that connection that you could have had with them. So. Yeah. And I also think, I, I wonder, because I feel like the boldness people have to come and approach women is totally different than what they would say to a guy. Like, guys be doing, like stuff right out in the open i'll be like did you see like did we all just see did you hear what he just said like that was not church appropriate and they'd be like who that man of god <laughs> like, wait. like did yeah. i miss something like have you sydney noticed that disparity in gender or have you just been focused on you because i know like you'd be like this is about me like i don't have to worry about nobody else the only thing i've ever heard is uh take the hat off that's it yeah mm-hmm. i was like what about his pants you're not gonna tell him pull it up <laughs> no and those jeans are okay can i can i wait no okay i can't wear my jeans okay that's what i thought yeah but yeah they people do say stuff to women where it's like 
we're supposed to be way more modest than any man or our standards are way higher supposedly yeah you know and and if it's a man it's like oh you know men just gonna be men and it's just like um, <laughs> right do you think that cult carries over into school as well do you think that um men and women are held to the same standards in today's society in college and stuff Uh, I can't say there's like a lot of sexism on campus or anything, Mm -hmm. but just in general, no, (laughs) it's not not like that because it's just like women are supposed to carry themselves a certain way Mm -hmm. just cause and I, and it's like, well, why, why can't I wear what I want to wear? Oh, because you're going to trip him up. Yes. It's like, well, why can't he tie his shoelaces so he won't trip up? Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, there's some stuff you don't do. That's one thing I've had a problem with, you know, not wanting to lead other people into sin. And you just don't like other people. You heard that, right? Like, what does that have to do with me? But it's still there. It's <laughs> in the Bible. Therefore, we shall pay attention to it. So that's something I'm still working on. But I have to agree. I yeah. have. I've had many talks of that. But go ahead. Um, yeah, I would say being a woman, I, I personally have never felt in a box or like I should do something Mm -hmm. or not. It's just, I guess clothes is one thing women get a lot of grief about. Yeah. It's like, if it's not too tight, it's too short. It's not too short, then it's not for your body type and, and all of that stuff. And you never hear that about guys. And it's like, you never hear, it's like, oh, your shoulders are too broad for that suit jacket. <laughs> like, you never hear that. Because guys are not finna tell other guys how to dress because they're guys. Right, yeah. It's like, well, why do you want to tell me how to dress? You like, goodness, that shirt. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's three sizes too small. And those pants. <laughs> yeah, I was, we, I was with the women's ministry one time. They had their tightest two talk, and we were talking about mm-hmm. dress and modesty. Mm-hmm. And one lady was telling the story about how there was this woman at this church she went to, and she, like, her chest was just all out, and she was so embarrassed for this lady. <laughs> and everybody's waiting for the part where she, I don't know, prayed over the lady, talked to the lady, gave her some help, something. And she, <laughs> and the story just ended, and I was like, what, did you want to embarrass her again in front of us? Like, why did you tell that story? Did it make you feel good? And I feel like a lot of times people have been hurt that same way themselves. Yeah. yeah. And so they reciprocated. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. just, yeah. I, I don't know. Corb, have you, anybody ever said anything about what you, like, you, what, the disparities of, like, where you saw a, a boy or a man be told something and then you were in the same situation and they came down high on No, no. Um, <laughs> there are certain situations I just don't get in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of helped me to limit that. Um, like I said, people, if you have, you have to really, people don't say, like they're not, like you're not going to approach me and say anything. Like you're, you're just not, like we're, that's not what we're going to do. Um, that's never been a hardship for me. I've seen the disparity towards other people. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, just think about it. Like if someone had an unwed mother, mm-hmm. let's say someone, a lady gets pregnant in the church. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, she's going to have to wear this. That's her shame. 
you know what I mean? Like hopefully some man will love her and can take care, you know, father those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this whole thing that goes with it. But guys come back with seven children. You're like, oh my gosh, was, was he married? Yes. Oh, what happened to his wife? Oh, he never had one. And they all have different moms. Yeah. And they're like, we just got to love on him. We just have to love on him and support him and just really be that rock for him. And feed him. And, and yeah, make sure he's fed. Make sure he's taken care of. Make sure he's loved. On, make sure he knows that God's love and embrace is here for him. But a woman is like, she's trying to be in the church. She's having a butt, like, fight to get into the doors. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are those where's the father of those kids? And then when she gets inside, it's like, well, you can't serve on any ministries because you have sin operating in your life. Don't you see it sitting next to you? Like, <laughs> like that's, that's the despair. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. But I've seen that all, I see that all the time. Yeah. That's, that's one thing. Like, it's like, not only do I not want to have kids out of wedlock like, because it's a sin and I don't, and like a lot comes with that, but yes. I wouldn't want to have kids because of how other people would treat them without being married. Because it's yeah. like, I don't think this baby is shameful. Right. You know, this is a baby. This is great. <laughs> right. Exactly. But you're going to treat this baby like, mm, all the time. And it's just like, I don't see my child like that. I don't right. want you to treat them like that. Right. Yeah, and I think that is, that is a very hard place to be in and to see. And I've had that conversation with my dad. I said, I don't understand it. I don't, I said, even when I was younger and, and it didn't matter whether it was our church or any other church, it was always girls be pure. Mm-hmm. Y'all go out and be pure. Don't let anybody talk you out of, you know, your purity. God loves you. He is your father, yeah. everything. And then it was like, boys, love your mothers. <laughs> And treat your mothers well because one day you'll be married and you want somebody and uh, you want somebody to love like your father loves your mother or whoever is your male figure loved your mother. And that's I'm like, wait, you just told us to be pure, holy and sanctified. Don't go out here in these streets and they have to love their mothers and make sure they don't have any hurt in their heart towards their mother so they can treat their wives right? That leaves a lot, a lot out on the open. In the open, we're pure and they're loving their mothers. (laughs) (laughs) What what does that leave us when we get to the place where you want to be with that person that has loved their mother? Well, he done done all this everything and you just sitting here pure. But, and I think that's where it comes where you have this place in the world now where girls are like, please miss me with that. If they can do it, I can do it. And I'm not going to be upset about it because y'all are hypocrites. We are, we are human beings. All of us are human beings and everything that they do, we can do, we could probably do it better. So, you know, and I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I can understand where that that falls in because especially if you hear that and you see yeah. that and you see how the negativity of somebody, the same actions and how somebody is reprimanded and right. then the other person is almost applauded for it and welcome back with open arms. Mm-hmm. It's, it's disheartening. Yeah, it is. It's disheartening. And I think also that 
that message or the way that it's conveyed oftentimes probably I would think it could lead to guys lives being harder I mean I can't speak for him we have to get some male guests to tell us because I'm just curious like I feel like I first of all they always say like oh you have to have this cherished gift and all this stuff like you know what I'm no I'm just being honest like they th this house presented yes and then it's like this is not the same for the guy <laughs> like is it not yeah we both have souls like we say okay this is sin and you act like it's the end all to be all and this is what's going to lead you like this one sin crucifies you like yeah. that's the nail in your coffin and it's like no lies will get you there too you know um <laughs> cheating to get you there too like Killing people will get you there too, but you act like there's redemption for all these other things. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, unfortunately, you didn't, you, you weren't pure for your husband who wasn't pure for you. Yeah. And now y'all have to be, so it's like, wait a minute, you've been sitting over in the corner locked away. We're doing a chastity challenge all your life. And he's been out here sowing his wild oats so that he can become a man or just live life because that's what guys do and then y'all supposed to come together in a union and be like and he's like wow i found a good thing and you're like i'm gonna submit to him took a what did i find <laughs> yeah right yes. a dirty <laughs> a dingy kleenex like <laughs> like, <laughs> like imagine if people like oh you're not a virgin they would be shook <laughs> hurt their feelings so bad they would probably be hurt for a good minute we're being so yes right and that's why i'm just like the disparity is crazy and the fact that it's really sewn into lives at in the church yes because it's like i mean yeah if you live in a oh if you're living a regular life and you're just making it yes that's one thing but for this to be your foundation and you're literally teaching that it's okay because I've seen the way that guys are received and it's like, I know what you be doing. Like, that's what they say. Oh, we know what you be doing. Just, just make sure you don't get nobody pregnant. Like, I'm sorry. You find out that a girl has done something. She was in the back of the church. I mean, oh my gosh, just keep the boys away from her. No Six Flags excursions for her. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, no. You get what I'm saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. There is. We all want to go to Six Flags together. Yes. The guys can go, get numbers, hook up on the ride. Yes. You have video footage of it and you're like, boys will be boys. The girl takes a number. Gives a number. That's not what we're at Six Flags for, ladies. <laughs> you gotta be poised. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's wrong and this is being sold into your life in a church so you're saying what i'm learning here is the foundation for my mindset going forward this is what i think is a representation of what's the truth yes and so when you get into life and you you see all of these guys coming back with baby mamas yeah the girl i mean you do and you're like okay let's just love him and support because we are up here like whatever people are people the children yeah. are the children like why would we be mad yeah but if the girl comes back it's like she didn't learn. Or... She didn't learn anything in um, any of the ministry. The, I thought we were getting through to them on those boring teen retreats. 
um, teen retreat, you know, group settings where we chatted the girls up. Like, I feel like a lot of what's going on in society kind of anchors what is being taught. Mm-hmm. Because every now and then you hear, you know, no one wants to get married anymore. Or, uh, yeah, you know, like, I feel like the hot thing now is homosexuality and people not getting married and having kids out of wedlock. So that's all you hear. So you're like, all right, yeah. as long as I'm not gay and as long as I don't have kids, I'm going to marry you. <laughs> yeah. So you're over there lying every other day and it's like, oh, well, at least I'm not pregnant, right? <laughs> yeah. And it really is like a hierarchy. That's like yes. a hierarchy of sin. And there was one class where I was taught like the seven deadly sins and I was told my mom, she's like, that's not how it works. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it's definitely an inaccurate repre- representation of the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, and I don't even think it's necessarily intentional. A lot of it's just ingrained, like that there's this delineation between men and women and what they should, what should be required of them. Mm-hmm. But it's always like women get ready for your man. It's like man, men get ready to be a man, a man. Like, that's all it is. It's like, ladies, don't work on yourself. Don't yeah. build yourself up. Like, you need to be prepared for that day. That mm-hmm. he's going to come in and, and, and chariot you away. Yeah. And it's like, and you have to be just, and he has to be just ready to go in and get you whenever the time feels right for him. Yeah. You know, like, like. Things have been, like, demonized that are not evil. Like, for instance, sex is not evil. God created it between right. a man and a woman. But the way it's taught. It's like, to me, it just seemed like sex was terrible. No one should ever do it, ever. And it would never be right. That's how it's taught. <laughs> and it's so it's so demonized. It's like, why can't we talk about it like, it's this wonderful, beautiful thing that God created to be for a man and his wife. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not that hard. Like, I, like, that really, like, blew me for a while. It's like, why yeah. is it so terrible when it's not? I think I read a book and it was like, uh, I think it was called Sex, Jesus, and the Lies the Church Told or something like that. Mm -hmm. And in it, the author was talking about, um, uh, you know, just the misconceptions that we're taught in the church about sex. And And they took it back to like the beginning because in Genesis, it says that Adam knew Eve. Um, I don't know. That was biblical for Adam had sex with Eve. <laughs> Genesis to now, people have sex with each other. And if it was in the Bible and it was good then, then I'm sure it's even better now. So why is it that we cannot preach it the way that it's supposed to? Yes, it's supposed to be in parameters. It's yeah. supposed to be in the, in the confines of marriage. That's what the Bible says and tells us to do is to put in a, the confines of marriage. But at the same time, it is not an evil thing. And I know I was reading another book and the lady was talking about as she grew up, she, uh, when she had sex with her husband for the first time, she said she felt like she would, she had to pray because she felt like she had done something wrong. And that was marriage. But because she had been, it had been pounded into her all these years. Mm-hmm. Sex is bad. Sex is bad. You shouldn't do sex. It's, it's not good. No sex. Sex, <laughs> sex, sex. No. It's not good for you. Not it's, it's terrible. And she had to like really pray. And her husband had to pray for her so that she wouldn't feel guilt in this thing not make sense to me at all like 
that you would feel guilt, but I could understand it because mm-hmm. if you're told all the time and they never told you anything, ever told you that this was something that was good, that it was of God or anything like that, when you get ready to do it, you will feel like you have to do sin. Not, 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 you might not feel like spiritually sick, but you feel sick because you're like, I've done something that I've been told not to do. Oh my gosh, I've messed up. I've really messed up. And, and that's not the case. And I just, that, that is one of the things that I really think, I, I, me and my dad had a conversation when I was like 18, I was in sports, 19, I was working in a school and I was like, daddy, we just, we need to have sex education. Mm-hmm. children need i mean people need to know what i said we need to have sex education in the church let's not teach it in the schools so that we can have a biblical tent to it so that we can you know put it in the confines of what the people can understand he's like well you don't need to tell nobody how how to have sex they'll figure it out it's natural but what you need to teach is abstinence i'm like hmm teach abstinence we know abstinence does not work. This is a proven fact. <laughs> you can preach it all you want, but what you really need to do is if you teach people how to use the tool that they have in the in the right context, then you won't have the problems that you that you're having because well you still might but you, but the thing is you know that you have prepared them. I don't have to tell you all the details and this goes here and that goes there. You can figure that out, but you do need to know that these things are here for, this is where, why it's like this. And this is why they say this. And this is why this could be harmful for you. And there, here are the things in science that could be bad for you. Here's what is spiritually, what could be bad for you. Mm-hmm. And then walk it out like that. You might save somebody because when they get into that moment where they're in the midst of doing something, they would be like, well, it is a good thing, but mm-hmm. I could get this, this, and this. I could be spiritually bound for all these years. Even when I do get married or everything, I might have to still go through all of the things that I've gone through before. I, I personally still believe that it should be taught in the church. But yeah, because if I'm the type of person, if you tell me to do something but you don't have a good explanation for it, uh, it's not going to work out. <laughs> I need some good reasoning. And... How much better are you to say, oh, I'm physically, you know, never had sex, but think about it every single day. Right. Then yes. a person who knows in their, like, because if you know something in your heart is going to stop you before just, oh, mom said not to do it. Because mm-hmm. if you, if you teach somebody, you know, what could happen and why you don't want to do this, you know, how it's not pleasing unto God, then that's what they have in their heart. And that will stop them a lot more. Then mommy and daddy said no because that's yeah. gonna wear away. Right. The more times they're like, "Well, where's mommy and daddy now?" They're like, "Well, you got a point, right?" They, when they're gonna find out, they're not gonna find out. You know, you're right. But guess who's always there? And guess who's always watching God? And so, if you teach that you should care enough about what God thinks not to do it, then they will never do it until it's the right time. Perfectly, I mean, stuff's gonna happen. But still, the right. foundation is there, at right. least, you know? Right. If you're just telling people to be abstinence, it's just like... It's like telling a smoker to stop smoking. It's like, why? Because it's bad for you, but I like it. In the discussion. You're not going to get through them after that. If that's right. what they like to do, you know, they need a bigger reason. They need 
a life change. Because, like, sex mm-hmm. is something, like, people struggle with sometimes, like, with addiction and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you can't just tell them to close their legs, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot, a lot more has to change. Yeah. And if we keep acting like it's this terrible thing and that you were just a heathen because you have sex, we're never going to get through to them. Yeah. Right. And, and I feel like the people who feel like this are the people who were like this. <laughs> Preach. Like this. Preach. And it's like, because it's like. Cause okay, cause it's like you know something went horribly wrong in your life, so you want people not to go through it. Right. But these people just just jump over that bridge and just take it to a thousand. It's <laughs> like don't do this horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not talking about that. No, okay, yeah. What about your five kids? Do they know what happened? Like <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. And it's like you. If people came from a place of. Just love. If people were transparent a lot of times and they said, no, I've been there. I've done that. It won't be good for you because it caused this to happen in my life. That level of transparency and honesty could be the thing that changes somebody's mind to say, you know what? Maybe that's not a decision I want to make. Maybe this isn't a decision, a position I want to put myself into. And so it's, I I agree with you. I think if, 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 because it is, it's just like, no. Don't do it. Period. And then, or the alternative, it's a very fun activity. You're so right. great. And it's a lovely, and I, and, and you know, it's just great, but don't do it. It's a sin if you do it outside of marriage. It's a sin, yes. but it's so great. It's wonderful. <laughs> don't try it. It's so great. So wonderful. Don't do it. It's like you saw what happened when they, when they said how great the fruit was, and they told even not to eat it. <laughs> like, come on now. Right. So, no, no, no. But I think I think that's really, really good. And I think also what you said, Sydney, just to kind of wrap it up, was really good when you said you have to have that foundation within you, within your relationship with God to say, you know, I'm not going to do this because of my relationship with him. It's not because somebody else told me or because everybody just says it's wrong or whatever. If you let God be your accountability partner, then... You you checking in with him like this one's somewhere I need to be or something I need to be doing and I mean I I don't think we do that enough anyway no like mm-hmm. in general no. so I think in every avenue I think it's because you don't want the answers sometimes oh yeah, no, yeah. the answer's gonna be no you say no 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 I don't need to ask I don't need to ask I need to ask and so I think that's one of the things it's like I know I'm not supposed to be here but just, let me try it out this is my time <laughs> <laughs> right keep me but you know like, yeah. But no, so we're going to go ahead and close it out with that. Um, thank you so much, Sydney, for being on. I really, really, really enjoyed this. I, I enjoy Aaliyah's, but I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this was so good. Like, thank you. So, thank you for inviting me. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Again, thank you so much. We have to shout out Troy, our producer, because I didn't do it first. T-Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Troy, for always helping us and making sure these uh, podcasts get recorded and put out on time. We will see you guys in the next one. Bye!